0: This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 53, Core Essentials, Preparing Your Clients for Deposition, part two. I'm Jim Garrity. Hi everybody, I hope you're doing well. On my end, I am fresh off a trial that began last week and ended with a mistrial two days ago after the judge reported that a courtroom bailiff, a deputy sheriff, was actually trash talking civil lawsuits to the jury during breaks. Very, very disappointing. A lot of time and money and energy wasted. And because of the current backlog with trials, we're not gonna be able to retry that one until the spring of next year. Uh, But I've got seven more lined up before the end of this year, so I've already turned my efforts and focus toward the next one. All right, so we're in the middle of our core essential series on preparing your clients for their depositions. In the last episode, I talked about conducting an in-depth sworn examination of your client to start this process off so that you know what you have in the way of factual legal and background issues in this episode i'll talk about the first conversation that i have with clients specifically about the deposition now if you saw fit to do the deep dive transcribed interview as i mentioned and recommended in episode 52 that i do uh, great that helps you map out your plan for preparing your client and to help you get a feel for exactly how much work you'll need to do to get your client in testimonial shape. Uh, Today I'm sharing my thoughts about the first meeting with clients specifically to begin getting them ready for the deposition itself. So let's get started. It's important to remember that your client is not coming in with a blank slate on the topic of what happens in depositions. Quite the opposite. Some arrive thinking they, not you, are the experts on how depositions proceed and exactly what they need to do. They've learned about it from talking to friends. They've seen it in films. They've seen it in every TV show in history about lawyers and the practice of law, every crime-related show, and of course, from Google University by way of their keyboard and completely random internet searches. So it's important to understand when the client comes in no matter how sophisticated they are, you've got your work cut out for you. They likely have very specific ideas about what happens, what doesn't happen, and what to do. And it's usually wrong. No, you're not going to be able to get by with just yes or no answers. No, I can't kick you on the shin, wink, cough, shuffle my papers to signal the right answer. No, we can't scram into the hallway to figure out how to answer a pending question And no, you just can't refuse to answer questions you don't like. So it's important to go into this first deposition-centric meeting with the understanding that your clients do know about the deposition process, but that what they know is likely incorrect in material respects. The client needs to understand that this is likely going to be a long, mentally challenging event. Sometimes grueling is a good word to set the right tone. I like to tell clients about a study by a professor at Stanford University who says that a chess player can burn up to 6,000 calories a day while playing in a tournament. That's three times what the average person consumes in calories each day. And it's far more than most professional athletes actually burn during a game. That research also showed that over the course of a 10 or a 12-day tournament, a chess player, professional chess player, can lose somewhere between 10 and 12 pounds, basically a pound a day, and that's just sitting still. So it gives you a sense for the level of concentration and the stress that chess players and deponents are under. Prolonged participation in an adversarial cross-examination is stressful and exhausting, and the client needs to understand that. It's not a TV show. It's closer to a real-life interrogation than anything they have likely ever encountered before, with the possible exception of mom grilling them as a child about who stole the dollar out of her purse. So for most witnesses, it's not a matter of building their understanding about the process from scratch. It's about rebuilding it. It's about understanding their current beliefs about the process, correcting them, and then going from there. What friends said. What families said what others who have been deposed in similar types of cases have said to them, what they found online. It's all likely to be wrong as it relates to your case and your client. So let's talk about some practical tips and then we'll wrap up. Here are some examples of what I often ask clients during the first conversation, specifically about their depositions. And if you were my client, I might start something like this. I might say, look, before we get started, tell me what you understand this process is going to be about. Tell me what you think the purpose of the deposition is, what the mission of the lawyer that will be questioning you is, how long you think it will take, how long you think depositions will be used. Do you know anybody who's ever been deposed before? And if so, tell me a little bit about it. Did you have any friends or family conduct a mock examination for you? If so, tell me about that. And have you done any research on it on your own? And what did you find? Asking questions like this will provide fascinating and sometimes hilarious insights into the baggage that your client brings to the process. And I have to stress, it's very important to know what they currently understand and believe about the process so that you know exactly where to focus your efforts. And look, some of the things that they believe about the process, what they believe is about to happen, might well be right. But in my experience, the majority of it isn't and it's got to be corrected. So you've got to know what kind of foundation you're working with. If you don't get that clear from the outset and correct any misperceptions, what's going to happen is that the client is going to take what you teach them, and they're going to add that on top of whatever foundational knowledge they brought to your meeting. And that's what you're going to see in the deposition. And you sure don't want uh, your client to go in there with any misperceptions about what the process is going to be like. So that's the lesson from this episode. You've got to understand before you start your instructions about how the deposition is going to go and give them your take on it. You've got to understand what the client currently believes is going to happen in their deposition, correct it if necessary, and go from there. All right. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, be sure to check out the book on which this podcast is based. It's called Ten Thousand Depositions Later the premier litigation guide for superior deposition practice, now in its third edition at 450 pages and available everywhere you get your books.